Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, podcasting time. Hello and welcome to the Meadows edition of the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast. This is becoming the norm. I'm sitting alongside Corey Smith uh, in the flesh, Smithy, once again. What's going on, mate? What is going on? You came to Hillsville, now I've come to the Meadows just so we can do this. I think we've just reached a uh, new level of friendship, Jim, that we just want to hang out with each other so much that we uh, can do this podcast in person. I'm not too sure it's that, but uh, (laughs) we'll continue on. I will say, though, very impressed. I went downstairs... uh, Sort of working hard on a Wednesday night. I'm doing a double header called Hillsville through the day, so I'm battling a little bit. Hard um, doer you are. Getting a little bit tired. A few people have said to me I should be possibly getting a better pay than what I am because of uh, extra hours throughout a day and whatnot. But uh, we won't worry about that for this podcast. But I went downstairs, thought I'd, I'd tuck into a few donuts. Um, and nobody was serving me. And then all of a sudden, popping out from sort of behind the ovens, Corey Smith. I thought, what what can this man not do? And you supplied me with the three donuts like I would have expected. And you just did it marvellously. You're doing that, the run back gate. Now you're on a podcast. You're a busy man. You've got to uh, make yourself indispensable, Jim. And uh, <laughs> it's not with my, my intellect or my hard work. It's just uh, jumping in when needed. That's, uh, that's probably my well, asset, mate. So let's move on a little bit. Take a look at the Sandown Cup. Um, I haven't asked you to do this, Smithy, but I'm sure you'd be all over it. It's a tough race. Um, you're sort of indicating that maybe you're not all over it. No, it's all right. I've looked at the race. Do you like anything? Uh, it's an interesting race. I it think uh, I think there's a few that have been kind of favoured by the box draws, but we'll still need a little bit of luck. There's a little bit of speed out wide, which will make it interesting. And, of course, the reigning champ off the inside as well. I think... Uh, I think the box drawer has done Moraine Susie some serious favours. Mm. I think if she can lob kind of first four, first five, she's going to be uh, storming home at the business end. So I think box three with her quarter running a little bit of cover, but how good's quarter going as well too? Yeah. So they're probably my two selections at this stage, but uh, a little bit more form to be done. That was about the 35th form expert who's given a tip for the uh, Sandown Cup on this particular podcast. So good on you, Smithy. Run of the week. All right, let's tuck into run of the week. Uh, I was sort of wasn't too prepared for this podcast, I'll be honest. And we sat down and you said Alpha Zulu last week was run of the week. And, yeah, when you go back and have a look, you can see why this was a serious pup on his way up. And began quickly, Alpha Zulu straight to the lead. And clears out by two lengths on Just Vic into the first turn. Keep Me Vivid was up to third. Railing was Penny's Jade. Behind them was Gabby Ziros, then came Gazuntite, and well back to Dr. Falcor. Alpha Zulu's giving them something to chase. Just Vic is starting to close in. They're a mile in front of Penny's Jade. Leader was Alpha Zulu. Trying hard was Just Vic. Alpha Zulu's in front. He is a real talent. Alpha Zulu by three on Just Vic. Third in Penny's Jade ahead of Flip. He's a serious talent, isn't he, Alpha Zulu? The word on the street is he was purchased for big money, and he, he looks like a genuine superstar in the making. Yeah, he looks like like a proper proper animal, four ninety five early, seventeen fifty six down the back. That's uh, that's Coblenz like, or dare I say it, Fernando Bale like. Mm. So we'll see if he can go on with it. But he's doing everything right, and I think uh, in a couple of months' time, the maturity might be his target. Seeing as we're here side by side, I haven't made a stinger for our next segment. Um, we're going to have a crack at doing one live, all right? So I'm going to hit a button here, a little blue button on the uh, the tie line type of device that we use to record this yep. podcast, and you're just going to go with something to do with a topic, okay? Pressure's because on. the new segment is. Is, is talking topics. So here we go, Smithy. It's topic time. <laughs> I That's going to be awful, but I, 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 I think like you it. go with it. I oh, think you roll with it. I think you have to roll with that. I, I'm actually quite impressed. Uh, my topic, 
uh, I'm bringing to the table, and feel free to, to bring one next time if you want to on a Saturday night edition of the podcast, is what is your favourite distance to have a flutter at at a metropolitan track? Is it five, six, or 700 metres? Now, the reason I'm coming up with this and bringing this topic to the table, Jason Bonington's going to love the fact I'm still mentioning him an episode after he was on, but he said he's finding 700 metre racing at the moment really hard. And I know a lot of punters who used to love betting over 700 metres, and I was probably one of them. At the moment, it probably is harder because what we spoke about was the fact that in a 500 metre race, if you find the leader, you're a long way to finding the winner. In a 700 metre race, not necessarily. So it's about finding the speed map of what's going to happen in the middle part of a race over 700. Therefore, I would probably go out and say I prefer now betting over 500 metres and tipping than I do over the 700 metres. What, yeah, what do you think? I'm probably the same, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. when I first started getting really into punting and, and really following the Greyhounds was kind of that that time where Fanta Bale and Tornado Tears and the like were, were coming through. And I think you could probably trust them a little bit more than some of the top liners that are going around over 700 at the moment. And I've kind of gotten to a point now where, where pretty much everything I do form-related-wise is in that first section. It so uh, it kind of helps over 500 that you, you, you probably have less chances to be run down, which uh, it's obviously race dependent. There's certain races that you're like, I love a bet in this 700 mm. or I love a bet in this 600. If you've got box one and in two, there's a dog that likes to use a track over 600, you're probably more keen. It's, it's probably situation dependent, but I think uh, I think the vast majority of my uh, my best bets and all that sort of stuff would be over 500. I reckon uh, dependent on when like a wildfire comes down to Melbourne and starts racing over 700. Fair Break, animal. The Gosford track Fair record. Animal, Do you see it? that? Yeah. I was on. Uh, I was in there with a uh, great fan of the show, Javon, last night on on uh, SEN track, and we we watched it. And I did the form. I I didn't have much to talk about because he's obviously just a superstar. Mm. You can't really analyse the race too much. And I said I'm writing down the track record. It's thirty four twenty one. I reckon he can give it a good shake. He went straight at the front. And went thirty three ninety six. Blue Moon Rising's track record too. Yep, yep exactly right. And Punter's Bandit had a, a tie for that track record yeah. as well, who we'll see at Sandown on Friday night. It's exciting times ahead. I reckon Smithy's going to be back uh, with staying racing as his favourite. But let us know at the bottom of the Spotify uh, section where you listen to this podcast, I suppose. It'll have a question saying, or a poll, uh, do you prefer five, six or 700 metre racing to have a play on when you're having a punt on the Metropolitan Tracks here in Melbourne? Saturday's preview. Alrighty, mate. Saturday's preview. We're going to absolutely tear through this one and just just hit winners. Um, simple as that, uh, Smithy. What do you like in the first, mate? Uh, with Raven Nighthawk from the inside. It is a little tough meeting, uh, and there's a bit of ability out wide, but I just don't know where they're going to get to in the run. I'm just finding my form guide, mate, which I have... Uh Coloured in beautifully. Race number one first, I'm going with Kenya Jackal. Paula Bella, who I believe is coming on this podcast. We're just dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Signing a big contract oh, for uh, Pia Bella. He's not easy to get on. No, he is, actually. We've had him on a few times. But I really like this boy, and I reckon he's drawn well. So I want to chat to Paul about him. Uh, tempted to make him my best bet of the night. Aston Luciano, a big question mark after he was desperately unlucky and made run of the week when he ran fourth last time. Race two, I'm going never be alone. Yep, last chance. Has to lead. Last chance that I'm uh, t- giving Never Be Alone on this podcast. I still think that she'll make a, a very nice greyhound, but uh, last time I'm tipping her until she wins if she doesn't win this week. Race three, uh, the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union. I- I'm loving the pigeons are getting behind the dogs. <laughs> shimmer dream for me. Yeah, shimmer dream for me too. Yeah, They love it, the pigeons. There's they a, do. There's quite a few uh, greyhound people that like the pigeons and vice versa, so it's good to have them on board. I have been offered to take up uh, a position in the syndicate owning pigeons. Have you? And I 
I haven't done it yet, but I am looking uh, immensely at doing that in the not too distant future. I love anything that can run and or not run, but it will fly. It but will hopefully fly. fly quickly. But if can you're race. if you're betting on pigeon running races, <laughs> then uh, I think you're a new level of degenerate that I've never even realised existed. I'd be in trouble. Uh, desired path. Uh, that's what I'm hoping the pigeons will take when I'm involved. Uh, the fastest path. I, I, this is. Let's be honest, this is an ordinary 600-metre city race for a Grade 5. The worst city race, no disrespect to the runners, they're just not of genuine metropolitan level, I don't think. Desired path, maybe. Um, 11 starts, 3 wins, 30 and 20 at the Meadows, coming from behind 4 starts ago. I think that's enough, and a lot of these are coming out of Tier 3 races. So no disrespect, but it's not a 600-metre a 600 race we'd normally see in town. No, I think the connections will be uh, quite happy with whoever wins this one. Uh, I'm with Desired Path as well, but very, very low call, uh, confidence race for me. Riptide Rustley, good win last time running down Jackpot Joan. Might be able to repeat that type of performance here. I'm with Treasure Tears, and we spoke about Like Wildfire just before. This is another one from the litter, and I think from the inside, I think she can punch up and, and uh, go very close to leading if she's, if she's not leading. So uh, Treasure Tears for me. She'll go very close to leading if she's not leading. Yeah, I, that's fine. We can. Uh, I'll start calling you out now, Jim. <laughs> Mumbling over my words. It's late, Speaking, it's speaking late. of that, we both were at long days and we're recording this at the Meadows Wednesday night, but um, Ashley Terry messaged me and on last week's show when we mm. did our Saturday night preview, I actually hit the Thursday night preview. You did, thing I out. noticed that, but I, did. didn't, I didn't call you out, but okay. you call me out, so we've, uh, we've established <laughs> that for as a bit of a precedent moving forward. It's game on now. Race six, uh, on with number six, trending Yale in a hard race. Close watch on number one. Raven Owl, who I think is suited to this distance. Yeah, I'm, I've gone with Lornette Express from box number four. Went 8.86 early last week. If it repeats that, it's going to be very, very hard to run down. Well found. Uh, Ailey Bale for me in race seven. Jeez. Um, oh, don't really know what to say. Seven starts, track and distance. Hard to follow, but this does look the right race for her. I think she'll definitely place. Um, mm. I'm with Soda Extreme. I was really taken by the run at Sandown last week, and she looks like she's back in form. Elite Alex is my best bet of the night. Race 8, number 2. I think he speed maps perfectly in this, and he is the up-and-comer of the field. Yeah, I've got Elite Alex on top as well. I think he spoils the uh, Kennel Mates' 100th start in Jarek Bale. Race 9, Kanji Tank for me. I'm just banking on Dr. Falcor to begin because if the red jumps, runs hard through the first mark, I think the check's going to get a beautiful trail and uh, he's starting to draw closer to the inside, which is what he needs, the big tank, and I think he'll get the job done. I was tossing up between Kanji Tank and Black Avenger. I've landed with Black Avenger just at his best. I think he's better than these, but whether he's at his best or not uh, remains to be seen. Race 10, Vaucluse Bale. Decent run from box 3 last time. Went 5.09 to the peg. I think that leads here from the inside draw, and therefore I think he's, uh, he's a genuine each way chance. Crystal Bale will be first out but Vaucluse Bale should be able to hunt through on the rail. Could not have summed it up better myself Jim. We're seeing race number 10 in the exact way. Vaucluse Bale for me. Penny's Jade, race 11 number 1 for me. Uh, Lure of Kilkenny a couple of starts ago was quite impressive. At Sandown if it brings that sort of form to the Meadows I think it can be winning. Windy Storm in the last. I think his run was good last time. He's better than his form has been the last few runs. He's just been a victim of bad luck and bad draws but I think he can bounce back. Big fan of the show, Brooke Ennis, will uh, be disappointed in me, but I'm tipping hers on top, Rotten Ronnie, so hopefully we can break the little curse. Hunters, hunting club. All right, mate, we've got to wrap this up because you've got to get back to the run-back gate. I've got to call the uh, the next race. I did call that a run-back gate. Thanks for not getting that one, Smithy. No worries, mate. Uh, I'm going to go... What am I going to go? I'm going to back uh, Elite Alex and have 15 bucks each way, and I'm going to have $10 each way in race nine, number two, Kanji Tank. But gamble responsibly. Chances are you're going to lose. 1-800-858-858 or gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential support.
25 the win on Elite Alex and 25 the win on Race 11, number three, Lure of Kilkenny. We are riding Elite Alex home very hard on Saturday night. Good on you, Smithy. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. Inside Info. Let's move along now to Inside Info and a man who I think has a runner who is a massive chance of winning at the Metro meeting on Saturday night, who has been on the podcast, self-proclaimed best-looking bloke in greyhound racing is Paula Baller, and he's ready for a bit of a chat. Paulie, how are you looking, mate? You're looking well still? Always looking good, mate. You know that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that, but you seem to know that. <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're going to skip the bull crap. get straight to uh, Saturday night. You've got uh, Kenya Jackal going around in race number two, and I thought I wanted to get you on because I really like the dog. I was tempted to make him one of my better bets of the night because I think the draw is a hell of a lot better than what he's had in his last two at Sandown Park, and, and I think he's going he's gonna to run a big race, I reckon, here, Paulie. Yeah, the, the dog just needs to draw an inside uh, draw. Once he finds a fence, he does find lengths, and um, we've finally come up with a nice draw. So I haven't looked at the race, to be honest. Uh, it's just come out today, but happy with box two. He's gone 5.08 at Sandown. Do you expect he can transfer that form to the Meadows, or do you think that might have been a run out of the bag, or is that something he's sort of showed you, that he has got that early pace, he's just not potentially being able to use it because of the tough draws? A bit of both. It did surprise me. He went 18-7 at the back, and that did surprise me, to be honest. Um, but he's only a young dog, and he's still got another 10 runs to really show what he's got. But he's a promising pup, and he's trialled good at the Meadows, so there's no excuses. And um, but I, expect, I expect him to jump good and hopefully show that speed again. Well, I reckon the Red is a 5-10 dog at the Meadows, so I reckon you could almost let her go. If you're able to just have a little bit of a chat with Kenya Jackal before the race, Paulie, and just say, maybe just miss it a half a length, tuck in behind the speed, and I think if you're sitting leaders back through the first corner, based on that that turn of foot that this boy has, I think he's going to be really, really hard to beat. I hope you're a good judge, but I will tell him that for you. Thanks, mate. That's what we need uh, on this podcast, just getting that little bit of an advantage. Hey, just quickly, you've got a, a really nice uh, pup in the kennel, Al's Entity. Uh, we've seen him win the uh, the recent uh, maiden series and, and looks a, a serious pup on the up. How's he travelling at the moment? And one thing I've noticed is the prize money that he's earned uh, in such a short period of time uh, for, for Maureen and, and Mick Barry. He's only had 13 starts. He's won 60K. So he's, uh, he's looking like a pretty serious young pup. Yeah, he's as, he's as quick as I've had at this stage, but he just lacks a little bit of speed early, so it just bring, brings him back in the pack. And he um, he got knocked around his last couple, and I, I put him at Ballard over 550 and just try and find the front, but it didn't work, got smashed. So he actually had a few weeks off, and um, I gave him a troll, first troll back last night at Geelong, and he went 22-3 on a cold, wet night, so I was pretty, um, and he actually showed a bit, bit of speed, so hopefully with that little freshen up, he's, um, he'll improve again, he's come back good, so he's a couple of weeks away from racing. It's a very, very impressive trial, that's why we love getting you on, mate, for that inside info. Just had a quick look through your kennel at the moment, you've got about uh, 10 in your name here on uh, on Fast Track, and I tell you what, you've got some really nice dogs in the kennel, uh, 50 stars, uh, Kenya Vanquish, Cruise Mode. Isla's entity who's been putting it together on the provincials. Who, who do you reckon's the dog to follow out of your kennel for the for the podcast, mate? Who can we call our own? Oh, well, I reckon once 50 stars gets up in, uh, we just sent him to Sydney for a little campaign. It didn't work. He just didn't handle not being at home. But um, he's back now, so he's going to have a 600-metre campaign. 
So I reckon um, he's the one for the future for once he gets over a bit of ground. Eyes and Kennedy, she's a real good bitch once she gets to 500. So there's a few promising ones there. I, I can sleep well, well at night, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I reckon so, just by going through here, mate. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, Paulie. We love you on this podcast, mate. Keep looking like a rock star and keep training those winners, all right? Thanks, champion. Have a good one. And that is all for this edition of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. Don't forget the Spotify poll. Let us know what your favourite distance to punt on is at a metro track here in Victoria. Is it the 500, the 600 or the 700 metres? For me, I reckon it's the 500 metres at the moment. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Until next time, punters, as always, safe travelling and happy punting.